this is the kind boy from the islands. You are now listening to the Schmear campaign with TW and Kirsch Cat. Hello and good evening. Welcome to episode 24 of the Schmear campaign, the final episode of the decade. It is not winter here in Jersey City. It's 40 degrees. Down in Miami, it actually looked kind of beautiful, 73. I don't know if it was raining today or not. Yeah? Tall, what's up? I don't know if I was ready to go yet. Yeah. No, you're ready to go. Everybody knows who you are. Uh, it was no, it was raining today. It's been, it's been bad. It's been raining the last few days. But here, here you, nice, you've, seen, nice. you've seen the conversations in our group text between me and producer Jim. <clears throat> it's dreary, man. It's like yeah. it's depressing. It's depressing up here. All it does is rain. It feels like Seattle. Yeah. At the it's end of the real, decade. It's, it's, it's really a, not fun. It's, the, it's like the teens. They're, they're very they're, they're sad going into their 20s, you know? And I, I, wish it, I wish it was just that. It just feels like last winter was the same thing. Like it was just like. No, you no snow. Late, a, a winter was later in uh, what's it called? Didn't you have snow in the late in the, on the later end of winter? Yeah, but it's just a matter of whether or not the snow actually is good stick. enough to good enough to stick or whatever. Um, it usually it hasn't in a while. Well, it's uh, yeah. I guess I really can't say that it's been that much nicer down here. I mean, Sunday was a nicer day. Saturday at some point is nicer, but I mean, it's always nicer in Miami. So you know, but I'm not gonna. I'm not. We could share a little bit of the misery. It's a little. It is a little dreary. Um, it's uh, yeah. But as much as it's as dreary as it is, I am excited for the twenties. I'm pumped for the twenties. The twenties was the beginning of um. Great stuff for this country. The twenties was big for the New York Yankees. The nineteen twenties. Oh yeah, might be the same. Oh um, yeah. No, you know. Speak, speaking of the Yankees, point, you know, point decade. It's a turning point decade. Yeah, I mean, a hundred years ago uh, today, a hundred years ago this, last week, uh, the Yanks got Babe Ruth from the Red Sox. Um, so that started the 20s. No, I'm excited. I think the 20s are, um, I think, I think the 20s has a lot to hopefully offer in terms of professional success, personal success. Um, and I'm pumped for it. Let's, let's close out the decade strong. We got 24 hours. A little less, a little more, maybe 30 hours. No? Uh, uh, 26 actually, Yeah, but if we were in the middle of the Pacific, um, I, I found out that I think the first the first New Year's is um, um, 5 a.m. Eastern time. Somewhere out in the Pacific. Before, like right when the international dateline begins, I'm sure. Basically, yeah. Um, so whatever islands are out there, they get to um, they get to ring it in first. I've always thought that was cooler. I hated being behind, but I, I think like the real New Year's is East Coast New Year's. I think that's the world's New Year's, 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, because I feel very weird. Like when I was in Arizona last year, it was kind of like anticlimactic. Um when, and it's and it's funny. I was talking about that tonight with my uh, with my grandpa 
and my aunt, like we were, um, and his wife, we were, um, we were talking about like living on the West coast. And that's a perfect example. Like nothing happens live. Like even if new year's is live at midnight for you out there, like everybody's already celebrating. The country's already asleep except for you. You're yeah. 11. I'm not going to be there this year. I know, but you know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're missing out. That's what I think. It's, it's, the world's new year's is at Times Square. I think you should. I think you should aim this year. What time? I wonder what time Hawaii rings in the new year. You should try to ring in all American New Years this year. No. I don't. Yeah. I don't be, I'm not. I'm not going to be. At the, I'm not going to be at the uh, the the venue for that to bring in all American New Years. If it was an eleven thing, that be. That, I mean, you could do that. That would honestly that not be a bad promotional idea for them. Yeah. No, that's a pretty good idea. You should give them. I, it reminds that. me of my idea of my um, my happy hour bar. Where, every, where I think I've told you about it, where every it, it opens at a certain time, but every hour you celebrate. I think I, I want to open it like at 12, which would mean opens at like five o'clock London happy hour. Every every hour is a new region's happy hour. I don't know how it would do it, like when it's in the middle of the ocean or something. Uh, find I figure something out, you know, maybe like do an average price. Uh, okay, you know, but I, I, that's really only between like two and four probably like my low times and then five it's you know they're also getting to the islands you know like around 33 so i get to the islands but every hour oh yeah a drink special you know for that region's half hour and then at five o'clock it's like budweiser and uh jack daniel's stuff you know that's yeah that's, that's what it is and then when you get to the happy hour in different parts of the country like you know once you get to the pacific standard time you get a pacifico beer and a shot of tequila or something like this that. is literally a degenerate bar yeah it's basically you get happy hour at all hours yeah i mean the the you people who are coming in the people who are coming in for the london happy hour oh yeah those are those, that's an uh, interesting crew oh yeah and that's going to be like you know um like a good uh like a good lager I guess Carlsberg is not a London beer, but they drink Carlsberg there. But, uh, you know, whatever good beer they have in London, probably I'm going to go with Carlsberg. Maybe Carlsberg specials. I know nothing. Maybe a food item. But I'll drink a little tomorrow. It seems, like, it seems like that kind of bar, though, that in about five years that um, – what's his name would, would show up? Uh, from, uh, John Taffer. Like, he'd be like, this is outrageous. This has gone entirely too far. I could see you running a bar. The only good thing about me running a bar would just be I'd be really good at like just cleaning one area of the wooden bar, the wooden bar. You know, I'd always have that one towel just washing away. And that one spot, you know that you've been, you could see. That going to be clean. Yeah, you could tell. <laughs> yeah. You could tell. Um... All right, so listen, let's get into it a little bit. Um, so this is this was the first time since our inaugural episode that we that we actually skipped a week. We didn't plan to skip a week. We didn't. No, we both honestly. I had the heat game, and then when I was ready, we both missed each other like two ships at night. And then the next day, we just kind of forgot that. I think honestly, what happened to me is I forgot that we didn't record. I still thought we had an episode. I just I didn't, realize, I didn't realize it until I searched for it. And I just figured that once you fell asleep on Tuesday, that that was it for you. Oh, yeah. After Tuesday, that was it. 
Because yeah. you fell, asleep, you went to sleep early on Tuesday. I went to sleep early. I was not by like ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was it. You know what? It's good for the holidays. Why not? Yeah, no. You said it's our shtick, so that's fine. Um, so uh, a happy belated Hanukkah and a uh, belated Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, we're a pro Christmas podcast here. We like, you know, we say Merry Christmas. Favorite holiday outside of Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday time. I love Christmas season. I especially in New York. There's nothing like Christmas in New York, especially no. when you live here, because besides areas like Times Square and stuff like that, if you live in like residential areas of the city, it's fucking dead, and it's great. It's a beautiful thing, um, except for SantaCon. SantaCon sucks. Um, Do you see? Um... Did you see Pierre? You know what? It's so funny that you said that to me because I was, um, I guess I was walking, I was walking home from the office on Friday. So this was after Christmas and I passed an empty tree stand, like a tree set. And I said to myself, wow, this is the first year since, um, since Jim's been living in New York that we didn't mention Pierre. Um, and, guess, uh, but he, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't live near the same one anymore, right? The we tried stand. to. We we, ne- we we could never find him. We tried. Pierre is a one and done thing. He He's elusive. He's elusive. He needs yep. to spread himself out. He needs to. Yep. You know, people need to know who Pierre is. You can't just go to the same spot. Exactly. He's a wise man. But you should really let people know, like, because. I'm sure people listening have no idea what we're like. They sell Christmas trees on pretty much every corner in New York City during, you know, between Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas. And a few years forest. What? They come from Quebec. Yeah, the yeah the it's a big Canadian trade down here. So all the Canadians hop across the border, and um, and they sell their they sell their trees down here. And a few years ago, Tall met a Pierre, um, and they hit it off. And if you know, if you know TW, you know that he is the type of guy that just gets along with people, can meet people on, you know, with the drop of a hat. He's he's good like that. But yep. Pierre Pierre was different. You don't there there was no bar, there was no um, there was no alcohol really involved. It was just it was just Tall being Tall. And he's a genuine interest in his trade. Yeah. You know how he got there? What that, um, what the black market looks like for that? Because it really is a black market of trees. Um, <coughs> and um, I think he came like, from a farm or something, like a tree farm. But it's kind of like, from what I learned, there's like a rite of passage for all these like uh, Canadian Quebecois. They come to New York, they sell their trees, and then they have money, you know, to spend if, all, all crazy on boxing day. If we were Canadian, I could see us doing that. What? We, we, could, we could be tree people down here in New York for for 30 days. Big time. And they had shifts. Like, you had one guy that'd sleep in the van, and then one guy oh, that they come work. down with they come down with RVs. Like, you see RVs all over the place during this time. Like, these, they... It's basically a it's Canadian a invasion. invasion. Yeah. It's the opposite. It's like Canadian invasions to make money in New York. It's the opposite of the Canadian invasion that the snowbirds that come to South Florida 
in Florida, they just come to do nothing. You got the people coming to New York, actually, you know, 24 hour tree stands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything's 24 Pierre, hours. I know yeah, so, Pierre. Oh, yeah, come, come and find us. Um, all right. So everything else was good. Hanukkah was good. Did you get any good presents? I didn't get a present for Hanukkah. Hmm. You know? I guess Wait, once you mom- turn 30, that's done. Yeah. My mom said she could get me sneakers. I'm like, that's all right. You know, I went over for dinner. We did the candy. And uh, that was that. That was that. That was that. I didn't even really do outside of going like to a Christmas party um, with with Kind Boy from the Islands. Uh, I didn't do much. I didn't have a Christmas party this year either. It because it's just having Christmas and New Year's fall on a Wednesday just sucks. There's well, no yeah. way around it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying it does suck in terms of work. I'm just saying every year, because of circumstances, we used to go to a Christmas party. But I know, but this year it just seems like things, when it's right smack dab in the middle of the week, it doesn't feel the same. Like there's not, no, like the uh, lead up leading up to it is not the same. The aftermath is not the same. Not right. Like I've mentioned that before. What? We, got, we have to, we all, as a, as, as a people, Christians, Jews, you know, come together and say, all right, during Christmas, Hanukkah can't happen there. And, you know, that's... We know Christmas is here. Uh, yeah, I know, but that's just what Hanukkah is. You got to get over that. No, you, you, it's just you know, I don't. I just don't like it. It's not right. All right. Well, I think we it's. Uh, have spotlight and uh, Jesus and Christians should have their spotlight. I think normally we, you know, usually we do. Just every so often, it happens to fall on the same. Uh, that's and that's why we need to come together as peoples and work together. All right. Well, listen, I, I think that's a powerful message this week. Uh, coming together uh, and changing the date of Hanukkah will solve yeah. all problems. Absolutely. For sure. um, all right. So let's get into the crux of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we are I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I feel like we have much more to talk about in, in a few weeks after um, after the national championship. But um if you have any small bowl games to talk about, be my guest. But I figure we could talk about this weekend. He's frozen. Nope, you're here now. Here. I'm here. Did you hear anything uh, I said? Yeah, I heard everything you said. Okay, good. Um, so I think that no, I think we just really the two you had the semifinals games this past weekend. Um, Joe Burrow. I mean, someone, Jim was saying, so we were talking to producer Jim, and he was right at the beginning of the day. He just wanted to be a contrarian and talk crap about Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow, and I'm going to talk about him later, but nobody is on a bigger heater in the world than Joe Burrow. Um, ever since, you know, the season started, um, him after he beat Texas, it's really been all uphill for him. He's, you know, on the best team in the country. They look like the best team in the country. They absolutely annihilated Oklahoma. Um, I mean, he looked amazing out there. He's going to go down as not – I mean, he really, to me, he's more impressive than uh, than Tim Tebow as a college football player just because of the total package. The guy, the way he's moving the ball down the field. Are you listening? Uh, 100%. Okay. <laughs> you looked at you're staring, you're staring away. Um, and uh, – 
I, I, he's just going to be the number one pick. He's probably, I mean, it's going to be a great national championship against Clemson. We'll get into that game. But, man, Joe Burrow's just been an unbelievable heater. And I'm going to talk about him later in the show. But just watching him again on Saturday was amazing. And seeing, um, and then you see that offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. I mean, what they've done with that offense is ridiculous. And Coach O's the best. I love Coach O. Uh, so, and then the night game, yeah. I was just going to say, I turned on the LSU game at a point where um, right before play and then Joe Burrow, uh, he, he scrambled and he gained a, gained a lot of yards on, on you know, his legs. And, and he's just, he's very impressive to me. I like his, I like his swagger. Um, and you kind of talked, you, you talked about the offensive coordinator a little bit. Um, you know, his daughter in law was killed in a plane crash uh, that same day. And I thought that this is an intangible that any team, I guess the Bengals are going to be lucky to have when he was asked about his reaction to the plane crash and how, you know, the offensive coordinator performed. He didn't know. I, I guess, I guess they didn't tell the players before the game because they didn't want that to be in their head. And the way that he handled it, it was so mature and so it, – it wasn't anything, like, well thought out or anything long, but it was just the way that he handled it was very mature, and that's hard to come by sometimes. And I think uh, and I think know, the Bengals are going to have a good one. Person, he's like – he looked at her and said, you fucking kidding me. I'll give her that kind of a face. Like, you're really going to ask us about this, you know? Like, get off of it. I think when she followed up on it, he was like, are you fucking kidding me? But then he, yeah. he knew he had to say something. And he bounced back well. You're right. Yeah. But that, that was a, that yeah that was a wild story, um, and but the real the real the real person that calls all the plays there is not even him. It's Joe Brady. Um, is that the guy sitting next to him? Yeah, the young guy, and he's a South Florida guy. Um, so he, he's 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 like the hottest name in coaching, um, and he'll get Matt Rule is the hottest name in coaching. Well, I'm I'm talking about it. That's that's main Joe Brady. Oh, I'm talking okay. about it's like. Yeah, no, Joe Brady. I'm talking about, and not as a coaching candidate. I'm saying like as up and comer. Like yeah. Joe Brady is like, you know, everyone was talking about Sean McVay and that offense. Everyone's going to want to learn more about Joe Brady over these next few years. Uh-huh. Uh, Matt Rule's the coach of the Giants, I think. Yeah, I think um, so. But yeah, so that was a great game. And then the night game that really just killed me because I took Ohio State money line and they got totally fucked over by uh, the referees in that game. Uh, I don't know if you watched it. I didn't watch it. It was one of the best college football playoff games in a long time. It was uh, one, of the what? one of the best college football semifinal. Oh. It was a great game. Um, you know, Ohio State blew a 16-0 lead. They kept going back at the end, and there was a controversial call where the um, – you didn't know anything about this? Uh, no, I, no, I do. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the guy that was a, the, a clenching receiver, they forced the fumble, and it was a fucking clear-ass fumble. There was two steps, it was the whole thing, initiating the catch, and the referees overturned it. They returned it for a touchdown house State. That was the main, pivotal moment of the game, and uh, LSU goes on to score a touchdown after that. Uh, there was three different – or no, there was another drive where – two other drives where LSU scored a touchdown over – or Clemson scored a touchdown over two blown calls by the referees. The running into the roughing the kicker should have been running into the kicker, and then the one play by Trevor Lawrence, I get the the targeting, but I fucking hate the targeting penalty, and I get it that you're allowed to review it, but if you're not, wait, are you talking it, about in the LSU game? 
No, the Clemson game. Did I if see that? Not, did I see that you, one? You, you see, you didn't watch the Clemson game. That was I think I game. watched the end of it. So this happened in the first quarter no, when Trevor Lawrence got So Trevor Lawrence, he gets hit. And yeah, it was targeting. But I hate it when these referees have to go to instant replay to determine these big moments in the game. Okay, but what about but what about in the other game? There, It was either in the other game or... Well, that, but it didn't, it didn't turn out to – yeah, but this one ended up turning into Clemson getting 15 yards and scoring a touchdown, and the momentum changed. The entire game changed on that. The entire fucking game changed on that, uh, that play, uh, and Clemson couldn't be stopped afterwards. Clemson ah, – I said it earlier that day, man. I think Clemson yeah, could did. win it all. I still think they could win it all because, they, you know, people – they haven't been tested. They really – you know, Trevor Lawrence is good in these big games, man. He really is. He's – He's already going to be, I mean, no doubt. He's a no-doubt number one pick in 2021. Um, so, yeah. I, you think I, he'll get a haircut before then? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's kind of his style. I know. It's just not mine. Yeah, I don't think Trevor Lawrence really cares. Um, I'm, I'm, of, I'm not saying that he should care what I have to say. I'm just saying I don't like it. I think maybe it depends maybe where he goes. Um, I think if he did it, maybe he'll, go, he'll do it next year. But who knows? Maybe he just wants to be that guy. Yeah. He can look like it's his Samson stuff. He's a very religious man. All right. That's fine. So that could be it, too. Is that true? So I, he's very religious. Oh. Yeah, he's extremely religious. Okay. But I don't know about the Samson thing. That doesn't mean <laughs> so. Yeah. Good story. Good story, yeah. But it'd be a good fuck you for the people that say, hey, like, cut your hair. It's like, yo, I'm a Samson guy. Yeah. So. Listen, that's that. I hope that's his answer. That's nice. Yeah, I like him a lot more. He needs to talk to me about his answers before the draft. It'd be a good story. I guess I'm just a Yankee at heart in the sense that I like my athletes to be, like, well-groomed for the most part. And, like. I don't know. That long hair just doesn't do it for me. He reminds me of the quarterback from Remember the Titans. Yeah, Sunshine. That's what everyone says. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't, I don't know. I think it's his stick. Listen, he's easier to be marketed that way. Totally. You know? Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to be an NFL quarterback. No. You know. So, yeah, that's really all for college football that was, you know, that was really oh. the main thing the weekend. All right. Um, so, next week, I'm sure we'll do more of a preview. Of uh, well, the, the national championship. Well, national championship. I Two didn't weeks. realize it was the 13th. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So that's going to be long. We had to record early that day, I think. Um, what day is that on? That's on a Monday. Monday, right. Okay. Um, well, actually, well, we could talk about it because now that football's over, we might, wa- we might, be, we might want to record. <laughs> Sorry, that Monday would be in Tallahassee. Thanks for letting me know now. I was going to say, we might want to. You know, there might be some Sundays that we might want to record now that football's over. That's uh, true. You know, so we'll, we'll see. Um, well, all right. The playoffs. What? It's not totally. Don't get, I know you're excited about football being over, but the, we still got the playoffs. There's still a month. No, but I'm saying I, 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 we'll talk about football now. Um, so the end of the regular season is now upon us. We're entering the playoffs. Um, neither one of our teams are – going to the playoffs. Um, but I would say that at least one of our teams is maybe heading in the right direction. See, unlike you, I'm much more, I've learned in my life as a Jets fan to just 
take things as they come where right. you're already, you know, you think that Brian Flores is God's gift and he's going to take you to the promised land. Well, first of all, um, don't, I love Brian Flores. Yeah, I know I you think do. He's a, I think he's a good. I mean, listen. I, I think he's a, he's a great. No, he, he could be. Here, the whole organization. Um, we are. We are. Maybe. I very much so. I think if you pull here's the thing with the, the Jets. Here's the I thing with the Jets. Have a quarterback. Wait, but you asked. But yes, let's just before we get to the Jets, because I think the storyline yesterday was was what happened in New England. I think that's fair. I don't think that's the storyline necessarily. I think you know what? Yeah, how is it <coughs> time since 2010 that the Patriots are not going to be hosting a playoff game? I mean, not going to be having home field advantage. That's the story. I, I mean, this is a true. Everyone's been wondering, especially you know, Europe the hater Tom Brady. Everyone's been waiting for when the when the Patriots. This could actually be, and I hate to say it, what's helped them along this whole time, and which will help any team really, is the fact that everything's gone through New England and. Uh, this is not good for them. Uh, the, you know, the fact that they're going to have to play at home, uh, play the Titans at home, that's going to be interesting in itself. We'll get to that with, with Tannehill going up there. But then to Kansas City and to Baltimore, that's tough. That's, that's very tough. So, uh, I, you know, I, 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 it's, I think that what happened on Sunday sent shockwaves. You know, and, and if you saw that thing with uh, what's his name? Uh, with the Chiefs, uh, the announcer, like right when it happened with, with Fitzpatrick through the touchdown, unreal. It's amazing. Unreal. That was. Um, so. Uh, Edwin and Bruner, Iron Eagle, I think. Or was no? Was it Iron Eagle? No. no, it wasn't Iron Eagle. It was the other guy. The. Ma- no. I'll get it. I'll get it. We'll get it. But. Um, yeah, and then you have the. Uh, <laughs> But then, then the Dolphins didn't even ruin their draft position either by doing that. With Kevin the, Harlan. Kevin Harlan, yeah. Which was, a, you know, I, I, honestly, it was, it was such a bittersweet drive because I was sitting there the whole time and I was like, son of a bitch. Like, you know, we don't really need to do this. It's nice. You know, you've done enough. You've won enough. And then they won. It was cool to see. But um, it did, you know what? You it didn't can't... really affect draft one way or another. I was just going to say, it, doesn't, it didn't affect you guys. You're still going to get no. – you, you could still get two if you want him. Um, yeah. They're going to be able to do whatever they want, right? Which I, is I'm, nice. I, right, without I'm saying Joe Burrow. what? Without getting Joe Burrow, they'll yeah, be able to without, do. Anything. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying before we started the podcast was, uh, I think that if you want your Tom Brady to the Dolphins, um, fantasy, are we calling that a prediction? Is it a prediction, or it's just like more like a something that? Like a fantasy. Well, I'm saying it's, a, it's an option. I mean, it could happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. Honestly, I, I, I'll trigger some more. I'll trigger some more people about this. Um, the best quarterback this entire year in the AFC East has been Ryan Fitzpatrick. Better than even Josh Allen. If you since like Josh since he was a starter, Ryan, I, I'll take Ryan Fitzpatrick over Tom Brady. Now. I like him. Like I got no problem with him. If he's just going to be a placeholder, that's what I said. I said that to the sports dude uh, yesterday to NY Pats. It triggered him. He got really. Did upset. you go on? I didn't go on. No. Oh. 
He texted me. Oh. And I, I, after the game, when I said, dude, Ryan Fitzpatrick is better than Tom Brady at this point. You, he, Patriots fans get very easily triggered. You got to be very oh. careful. I haven't talked any shit. I haven't talked any shit to anybody. No, but my point was to you earlier is that I think if Tom Brady goes out unceremoniously, it makes his departure from New England more likely, in my opinion. Yeah. I think so, it's going to happen. I think it's definitely going to happen. Well, uh, I think it's going to be the end for them. That would be, that would be nice. I would welcome that. So let's talk about the Jets real quick, and then we can move on um, to the rest of the league. But, um, or the playoffs, whatever you want to talk about. But um, the Jets are... The the weather in Buffalo was terrible yesterday. I'm not I'm not on I'm not saying that I agree with Gase like blaming the weather, but it really was not good. And then like if you put that all together with the Jets having the worst offensive line in football or one of the worst offensive lines in football, it it just it makes for a very sloppy performance. Um, I won. think what they won they won, um, and I think that. I think Sam had an okay day. My my hope at this point is, and I don't want you to get negative with me. I, I can't handle it right now, but um, I'm I'm just hoping that Joe Douglas, the GM, does a great job in the draft and in free agency, builds a team around Sam Darnold, and because I think Sam Darnold, the days, the games that he flourished this season, I think he flourished in spite of. Adam Gase and not because of him. And I think if you put the players on the field, which I don't think Adam Gase with the Dolphins ever had a complete team. The Jets, Dol- uh, the Jets defense right now is really, really good. If they can get, if, if they could put a real offense on the field, then I think they're, they could be a nine, nine or 10 win team and maybe contend for the playoffs next year. But yeah. it, it's just, it's going to happen with him, with Gase. It, it may not. It may not. It may not. He's a fucking asshole. I can't stand him. He was Um, like a day when they were asking about um, Le'Veon Bell. And he says, oh, you can ask ask Joe tomorrow. When they asked him how he feels about Le'Veon Bell, he said, ask Joe tomorrow. And and listen, I have mixed feelings about that because he's been asked that question so many times this season. And he's given a very diplomatic answer previously how, you know, Le'Veon Bell's a great player. You know, he's an asset to this team, blah, blah, blah. And I think yesterday he just, I think he was, or this morning, whatever, I think he was just annoyed. I think he didn't want to hear the question again. And I think with Joe, and I think that was the bet, that was the highlight of the press conference for me. When he said that Joe Douglas is the personnel guy, that just, that made my heart, you know, beat fast. I was, I was feeling so good in that moment because Adam, I don't want Adam Gates touching personnel. I don't want him to have a fucking say. You know, I, I'm hoping that the Jets realize, and I, if they did realize, I would hope that they would have fired him. But I hope that they realize that this guy is not the long-term coaching answer for, for this team. No. No, he's a joke. He's a joke. You know, I saw today, and you know all these stats, too, that, that shows how much of a joke he is? All the guys, right? after he's gone, 
um, Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Parker, Kenyon Drake. I mean, these are guys that are all focal points in his offense that he could not do shit with. The Kenyon Drake one to me I thought was pretty I, – I think I saw something about that yesterday. I think it was pretty stark to me. Yeah, well, right, I, mean, he, I mean, yeah, with, with running backs with him, I've told you. I mean, he's, he's the worst when it came to running backs. So. Um. Well, like he didn't. Le'Veon Bell didn't touch the ball in the second half yesterday until five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Right. You know. He doesn't use running backs. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold had the longest run uh, this season at twenty-four yards. Yeah. You know, so um, that's a that's a fucking shame. But um, but look, I am excited. I'm always excited for football offseason because it's usually. You know, the, the draft is always fun, and then free agency is, is usually, you know, pretty quick. It's usually, uh, like basketball, it usually happens pretty quickly. So um, so I, I like the NFL offseason, and it also means that um, that baseball is around the corner after the playoffs end in football. So uh, I am gearing up for that. As well you should. Thank you. Um, so... Do we want to uh, – you want to talk about the games coming up next week? Or? Yeah, I mean, you got the, the Patriots and the Titans, and that's going to be interesting with Tannehill going up to, uh, going up to New England. Um, and, and even more interesting with Mike Vrabel, uh, who used to be uh, – who used to, you know, be a, um, a mainstay in the New England defense going up against Bill Belichick. Uh, so that should be interesting. I, I, I don't know. I I still think the Patriots are going to win that game. The, the Titans are, are – the thing is that the Titans are built – they could beat the Patriots. They get to Brady and they just run the ball. Um, you know, I think did, Patriots, did Tannehill ever win in New England? No, he never won in New England. He never won in New England. Did he ever – he beat the Pats, though. Yeah, he beat the Pats a few times in Miami. Yeah. I mean, he could – you know, it's, it's not out of the realm. He's been playing excellent. This would be – but I think for me, for Ryan Tannehill, though – Everyone's been on Ryan Tannehill's, you know, his, his stuff this season. Listen, I, I'm all for him having a good year. I, I don't hate the guy. Um, he really not done this against the best competition. So I would like to see him do it against a pissed off New England defense next week in the playoffs. I think next week, next Sunday, you're either going to see the Ryan Tannehill that we've all known, or if Ryan Tannehill's really changed and done well, then I think next Sunday you'll see a much improved Ryan Tannehill. But I, I just don't see it. I don't think he's been tested much. Uh, you know, he, you know, his the biggest game of the season for him that he had to play was the Houston game a few weeks ago in 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 Tennessee, and they and he blew it that game. He could have won the division. So let's let's I, I pumped the brakes a little bit on this Tannehill stuff. Great numbers, great story. He's been lining a a good offensive line. He was always productive lining a good offensive line. But let's see what he does against New England. I, I still think New England's defense is going to come out. Uh, pissed off after getting embarrassed by the Dolphins last week. So, Bills Texans should be a pretty good game. The Bills Texans would be a good game. I think the Bills can win that game. I think that there's a team, uh, a team that could. I think the Bills can win that game. They'll keep it close. They'll definitely keep it close. And um, the Seahawks to the Eagles. Um, I mean, the Seahawks yesterday. They kind of got dropped by the refs yesterday, too. They're a team that could win anywhere. They've been better on the road this year than at home. NFL refs banked up. So I think the Seahawks will win that game. Yeah. And then the Vikings going to the Saints. I mean, there's no way the Vikings can win that game. I'll be shocked. Yeah. That's, that is, 
going into New Orleans is, yeah. is tough, man. That's one, that's one where you can keep an eye on. If they really get blown out by New Orleans, like bad, I can maybe see the Vikings and Mike Zimmer saying, you know what, we're going to go our separate ways. That could be a dark horse in Dallas so they don't get Lincoln Riley, Mike Zimmer. That seems to be the conventional wisdom, though. What, Lincoln Riley? Yeah. Yeah, and he got embarrassed. I mean, I, I, there's nothing to me that I've seen that is so great about Lincoln Riley. You know, I don't know. I, I see that him fizzling out in the NFL, to be honest with you. I, I think Jerry Jones should do whatever it takes to get Matt Rule to stay in Texas. But I think that would be, I think Matt Rule is more of a, a football coach. I think that, yeah, I think so too. But hey, you know, if they want to get, uh, if they want to get Lincoln Riley, you know, the sexy pick. I think this thing that Jerry Jones wants to, like, still run, you know, run everything. If I were them, I'd fucking call Alabama. You know, it's the best job that's open in football in a long time. I'm like, why not see if Saban still in, is interested in coming back? I would try that. I saw that. You know? I, would definitely yeah. think that. I don't think he'd do it. I think he's, he's left the NFL behind. But Worth the I mean, call. You could call with that team. I mean, yeah, you're Jerry Jones. You can call anybody you want. So it's it'll be interesting. But yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye on the Minnesota coach for that one. And then uh, what's the other? Yeah, I think those are the two games next week, and then we'll see what happens. I really like the Saints. Um, um, I do like the Saints this, in this playoff. And hey, the, the 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 my my Super Bowl pick before the season is still somewhat alive. The Ravens Eagles. Um. Ravens, Eagles. Um, yeah, I said before the season. Yeah, I, I uh, that it would take a lot. I think it would. I mean, yeah, it's um, but the Eagles are the, the Ravens are the, the Ravens could be well on their way, but um, the Eagles need some help. Yeah, I um, I also got hit with my Andrew Luck losses uh, today. It's, uh, that's really, funny. That really, really sucks. That's not That's, funny. It's That's kind not, of funny. No. Not it at was, all? Not for me. Oh. Not for me. No, it's, it, it was not funny at all, actually. I'm very sorry. Yeah. So. That was mean. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, so I think this is... Who's your so okay? Forget your earlier pick. A do over. Yeah, who's your do over? You know what? Honestly, I'm gonna keep the Ravens. If it's not the Ravens coming out of the uh, AFC, it's gonna be the Chiefs. I think. Okay. So if I can, if I'll stick with my, you know, but I, I, I would say the Chiefs. Um, I can see a Chiefs Saints. Saints are a good team. I could see a Chiefs Saints. I love Drew Brees. Yeah, and they're just starting to peak at the right time. Um, what about you? Um, I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I picked the Ravens, but obviously the Ravens. Um, but yeah, I love. I, I've liked the Saints all season. I love Drew Brees, man. I love watching him. There's something about him. I hate the thing on his face, but I love Drew Brees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun. I, I, NFL playoffs are always good. You know, hopefully we get some weather in there. 
Oh yeah, um, I mean, look, the Green Bay is gonna have uh, is gonna have a home game in two weeks. Yeah, so we'll have to uh, we'll have to model that, see what's yep. going on there. Uh, yep. All right, so moving out of football and into quick hits. Um, I'm pretty pumped about this first topic, uh, we, and we haven't really talked about it at all. Um, and I'm surprised we are, but it, the numbers caught my eye today. Uh, the Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the Baseball Hall of Fame because I think baseball is, you know, it's just a sport filled with history. I would love to go to Cooperstown. I would love to go to an induction ceremony. Um, and I don't feel that way about any other sport. But there's something about, you know, no other, Canton, Ohio isn't like Cooperstown, New York, you know, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I like that. I'm okay with that. I'm an NFL Hall of Fame guy myself. Right. So, um, so I saw this update today. Um, Ryan Thibodeau, on, he, he runs a Hall of Fame tracker every season for the last, uh, I don't know, at least a few years, I guess, at least that I've been following it. And it's nice because the writers who make their ballots public uh, before the vote is announced, he tracks them all and puts them into a spreadsheet. And uh, so if the voting were to end today, there would be five people inducted into the into the Hall of Fame. You have Jeter at 100 percent. So that would be the second unanimous um, and second in two years. Um, Larry Walker, Kurt Schilling, who. Um, I believe deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, whether or not you like his politics and the shit that he says. That that's not what the Hall of Fame is about. The guy was—I'm pretty sure his sock is in the Hall of Fame. Um, his numbers are Hall of Fame worthy, and he should be there. And the writer shouldn't hold his pol- his political views against him. He's a he's a big time, you know, Trump supporter and and everything else, and he's been very vocal. He. He ran for Senate, I think, in uh, in Massachusetts. He deserves to be in. But this one, um, and we always see this, I guess, but not this late. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are each getting 77.7% of the vote. And I guess that's, like, really the point of this conversation. Does Barry Bonds... It's about time. Do Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. 100% yes. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this or touched on it, but I look at steroids in baseball as an, as an era. Yeah. Not an error. Not a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. It's, it, it, it was a, a story of baseball. Right. It, it was an era. And, you know, the, these guys, um, Roger Clemens, uh, I mean, dominant, beyond words. Uh, Barry Bonds was... Um, I still think that Ken Griffey Jr. is the the best hitter that I've seen personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but Barry Bonds could be up there. I saw Barry Bonds once, actually, not at Yankee Stadium, um, funny enough, but at uh, Pro Player. I went to a, uh, a Giants-Marlins game. Makes sense. And, uh, I don't know if he hit a home run or anything like that, but Barry Bonds is a fucking god, a baseball god. And steroids are not. It sucks. And he doesn't deserve to go in with an asterisk. But steroids saved baseball. And I hope that these guys get in. 
I think I think I think as time goes on, and I think we even said it a few weeks ago, as some of these older baseball writers kind of drift off, you know, get Peter Gammons fucking out of there. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be in. You know, I yeah. think it's our gen- it's gonna be writers kind of from our generation. Like you know what. That summer, I mean, that's, you know, even going back to, you know, we said it before, the, the Sosa McGuire summer in the late 90s, yeah. that was one of the best sports runs of all time. Uh, people tune in for that. You know, now you get baseball juicing balls, you know, they want home runs. These guys right. are doing it for you know? Right. So I always thought, honestly, the bigger, um, the bigger controversy, this guy's not a Hall of Fame player, but I remember around the same time that the steroid stuff was going on, there was that um, Asian company doing contact lenses, and Brian Roberts was like wearing contact lenses, like that had like a battery box within it, and it had like it, it was like a it was a very it was it was a very advanced contact lens, huh. and Brian Roberts was using it. And at that time, I was like, dude, to me, that's more performance enhancing than any guy shooting up the ass because there's so much more that goes into throwing a pitch <coughs> or hitting a a ball than just taking a shot of your ass. You I don't know, even know about that. Yeah, yeah. Look at a Brian Roberts contact lens. It was like a Sports Illustrated article. I'll, I'll try to find it for you. Very, yeah. He had these really advanced, like, contact lenses that were controversial. So, it's like, you know, shit like that is more performance enhancing than, uh, than steroids. Brian Roberts. It. You got it? Sports tinted contact lenses. There you go. Brian, New York, nyyfans.com. Brian Roberts' performance enhancing contacts. Yep. That's funny. From 2005. 2005, yeah. Yep. There's a red lens around his pupil. It's supposed to help him see the ball better and some shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to read about that. And now the page is not there. Look at that recall by me. So to me, that was more performance enhancing than uh, than anything like than anything like steroids. And Brian you know, Roberts, let's just make the bat. You still got to work on your timing. I mean, these guys had perfect timing. You know, we, it was it was almost like an orchestra watching them play, watching them pitch. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things that, and I've said this in the past, and I stand by it. Baseball is one of those sports where you know you could take a lot of basketball or you could take a lot of baseball players and put them on a different sports you know, field or court or whatever, um, and and they could be good. It's not the same. You know, baseball players, first of all, have the most grueling season in terms of length and travel and everything else, and and it's not easy. Uh, I don't think a basketball – I don't think LeBron James could just pick up a bat and, you know, and – head to the batter's box and hit a home run. I just don't think... Yeah, maybe if he connects with one, I'm sure it would go out. Yeah. You know, but... Right. Consistently and and making it a thing. That's a a whole other story. So I think that uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I hope they get in very soon. Um, I think it's going to happen. And uh, and I hope Roger Clemens goes in with uh, with a Yankee hat. I, I mean, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, you know, after all these years, you know, you don't know where his his head is at, but um, but no, I uh, that I I'm glad we both we're very I think you and I both strongly agree that they should be in and that they will be in, 
and that it's only a matter of time before millennials who watch these two guys um, as we grew up, you know, have all the votes in the Baseball Hall of Fame. They'll get in. What do you think about this um, this thing on baseball real quick? Talk to me about this new guy, the Marlins sign. Do I know uh, Corey Dickerson? What do I need to know about him? I think it's a good signing. You know, he's... Um, Apparently uh, he was motivated to sign and he wanted to be there that's that's because they were giving it you know he was ready to sign while they were still waiting on Yasiel Puig he's he's 30 years old which is which is nice you know that that's still you know that's a guy 30 years old can be right in the middle of a prime entering the prime um it's usually not post prime so hopefully you're getting a guy who's either in his prime or entering his prime and um, he had a good year last year. I don't know how many games he, he only played in 78 games. So I don't know if he was hurt. Well, no, no, no. Uh, I think he played. I think also they were, I think you might be looking at there's some this, this season was mixed. Remember, he got traded. He got traded. Oh, right. So he got. So he's he with? Been, you might you have to look at two different stats. He's going to have his Pittsburgh stats and his Philly stats. Right. Okay. So. Um, yeah, so his Pittsburgh and yeah, he hit. So same thing. Um, forty-four. So that's seven, no seventy-eight games. Okay. He, he only played in seventy-eight games. Um, but yeah, so this is his actual. Um, this is his actual stats. But he had a good year, three hundred four. Um, you know, so if he was hurt or whatever, you know, that plays into it. So you got to hope that he stays healthy. We got to look further into that. But I think that it's a, it's a good signing. I like what Derek Jeter's doing. Um, we've been trying to convince one of our our listeners um, and one of our close group mates to, you know, jump back onto the Marlins bandwagon because they win, once they win again, he will. Well, that might be, but I'm telling him to do it before that because well, I know, I know. Now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time. You're going to be able to look back on it. Listen, when you have kids someday, you're going to be able to tell them, hopefully, obviously we can't predict the future, but hopefully you're going to be able to say that you were there when Derek Jeter bought the team and you believed in them, and this is why they are a perennial contender. Yeah. You know? I know. I'm hoping so. so. Then, then, you know, my two, my two true loves, the Marlins and the Dolphins, you know, both going through, you know, a massive rebuild in, 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 uh, at this point. So hopefully the 20s are You would are consider the Marlins a true love? After on the, the Dolphins? scale of the Dolphins? Yeah. Oh. Not on the oh. scale of the Dolphins, oh. no. But they're, well, they're, you put them you know, together, so that's why I was I asking. Mean, I would say, like, with my passions of sports, it goes still uh, Dolphins, Marlins, Heat, you know, like for my professional teams. Yeah. All right. I'm cool with that. So, yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I think you've known um, that. I'm a Yeah. You know? I, know. I do. Um, all right. So we'll uh, we'll move on. Moving on into uh, – we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, have we recorded official – have we recorded since he was officially impeached? No, I think – I think we, our last recording was before he was officially impeached, but we we heard all the testimony and all the bullshit before. Right. So, um, all right. So then with that being said, so, you know, we're living in a time now where the president of the United States is now impeached, whether it's a sham or not, whether it's a sham or not, 
you know, we, we, we live in that time. And um, we also live in a time where articles of impeachment just aren't presented to the Senate for a trial. So, you know, we're living in crazy times. Um, and I have you got to you got to give me a little bit of credit. I've been pretty good with you the last week or so. After we got into like a little tiff, you and I, I've been pretty good. In, in what respect? You've, oh, yeah. You, I mean, you're not talking about impeachment? Um, no, just in terms of my seeing the light. Uh, that's fair. I think it's, I mean, it's, I think it's hard not to see the light when, when, you're, when you're presented with what we have here. It's a joke. It is a joke. Um, I told you, I said it when we talked, me, you, and your dad. It's like, to me, the way I see this thing, it's basically a, uh, a prosecutor who's not going to file their former, or, or going to not present the judge with the information, the charging document in a criminal trial, and the judge has no idea what the official charges are. Criminal charges have not been filed yet. You know, that, to me... Is but it's I not a criminal. It. But it's not a criminal trial. It's not a criminal trial. But it, the, 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 but in a sense, the House Democrats are the prosecutors. In a sense, the, the mm. man. They're, they're really the grand jury. They're the ones making the case against President Trump. The, they're the really the grand jury. Yeah. Well, in the Senate is the grand jury. But I'm saying the, the person, they're the jury. The Senate is the jury. Okay, that's fair. But this people who's presenting it to the who's presenting to the Senate the managers. Yeah, but Don has his managers. Exactly. Right. Okay, we're agreeing with each other. I'm saying the House Democrat managers are the prosecutors in the Senate. So then by the House Democrats not providing the information, that's essentially a prosecutor not giving the, you know, not giving the fact finder the information needed to prosecute a case in a criminal trial. That's all I'm saying. It's an analogy. I like it. It's I'm an sorry I didn't follow it for corrupt and disgusting the Democrats are. It is. And um, bad civic lessons, uh, young ones. The ones listening, staying up to listen and listen to this podcast. Don't take any, you know, stick to uh, stick to what we called um, the bill, the conjunction, junction, schoolhouse rock. Don't What's don't your function hooking up clauses and creating a sentence? Yeah. Don't don't listen to that whole Sorry, bleep that out. What happens? I'm being told to be quiet. That's what happens. Um, you have to bleep something out while you're being told to be quiet. Why? I called Nancy Pelosi the, the W word. A witch? No. A W word. W H. Oh, I can't. oh, a whore! <laughs> you made that out too. Uh, I mean, I don't know why you would call her that. That just doesn't yeah. even make sense. It's, it's stupid. Yeah, it's it's stupid. yeah that, there, there are better things that I could. I'll uh, tell you something. You know, this whole podcast thing. Is you know for as much p- political stuff you want me to do when I get older, they're going to turn into this podcast one day, and it's going to be you know T.W. and his campaign manager. It just was like uh, you know self destruction. Yeah, but by then, you know, 
by then Dom Jr. will be president and people just won't give a fuck. Hopefully. We can only yeah. hope. Yeah, good. yeah, from my mouth to God's ears, please. You're telling me. Um, all right, but just to give everybody a quick update, he is impeached. We're waiting for the docs to go to the Senate. He There will eventually be a trial. It won't be much. He won't be convicted, and he'll probably go on to win. And like I told our group this morning, um, um, did you like what I said about how the census, the House reapportionment happens after Don's second term? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you didn't give me any props for that. I was really, I was, I was pretty I, upset. When I was working, when I was working today, my phone was upside down. So I was, I was not engaged. I understand. I, I thought you would have liked that. I, I did. In my heart, I did. In your heart. I, okay, well, I feel that now. Um, all right, so let's just wrap up with this real quick. Um, we kind of talked about it earlier, what our, our top sports moment of the year would be we could do sports moment or athlete, whatever. Um, it might be the same for both of us. Um, but in 2019, I would say the top sports moment had to have been Tiger Woods putting on the green jacket. A million percent. Um, There's no better one. A close second would be Megan Rapino being um, as great as she's like a god. She's my god. I love her. I, I, you're not being serious. No. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, I'm okay with her, but I mean, I'm just, I mean, I don't, don't, she's, I just like her, her, her stance on things. No, Tiger Woods. <laughs> Tiger. 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 I just, I, I remember I was at Kyle's, uh, the, the, you know, baby shower uh, for his newborn, and everybody from his dad to his father in law. Everyone was watching those final holds, and everyone wanted to root for Tiger again. And it was so magical to see him walking in Augusta and the crowds and the red and just the, the climb and the back. Thing that I, and the thing that I love about it is, is that he's totally embraced it. Like, he's not the same person that he was um, back before all of the bullshit went down. He's a different person. He's living life differently, I believe, in 2019 than he was in 2015. Um, and that's a good thing. And I think that he, I, I pray to God that he's got, um, that he's got a few more majors in him. I think regardless of whether or not he gets the record, he's the greatest golfer of all time. And, but even what he did in December with, um, um with the president's cup yeah he just yeah he was captain player and and he rallied these guys and you know um justin thomas and jordan spieth and um and, and all and a few of these other young guys and and not so young guys like matt kuchar and stuff like that like these guys are all great golfers but nobody nobody comes close to tiger tiger just when Tiger's playing, I want to watch golf. I want to watch Tiger. Appointment. He's appointment viewing. He's what? He's appointment, he's appointment viewing. He, he is. He's gonna he really get is. Like, level. I'd say the only person I think is ever going to get is going to like, um, you know, get to that appointment viewing after Tiger is going to be uh, Brooks Brooks Kepka. He's dominant too when he plays. But I no like one. 
That's my. That's the other guy I would say. But yeah, no, Tiger is in a league of his own. And when I when I found out that Brooks Kepka was American, I was I was thrilled. Oh yeah, it's a good one. Thrilled, you know, yeah. because golf is one of those sports you you want you want your flag. You know, they 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 play under their flag. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so when, when an American wins the U S open, that means something. Is he your athlete of the year too? Um, honestly, I mean, Serena Williams legitimately blows my mind. Right. Like she, she is a woman, man, whatever you want to say, like comparing the two, like. She is a she's an athlete. She is a she, she's the greatest American women's American American women's tennis player in history. She's fun to watch. She's still dominating. She's not just winning. When she plays, she dominates. And she's got to be up there. You know, Tiger's great. Um, and I would say the Masters and the President's Cup and everything makes him top. But Serena's Serena's got to be close. I'm gonna say mine is is gonna be is gonna be Joe Burrow. Um, I like the Joe Burrow story. You know, it's a great yeah. story. Everything that he did, I just think. He, I mean, he completely dominated college football this year. Turned it upside down. No, he was the fact that he went from a fifth round pick to the number one pick overall. I love. You know, that's my athlete of the year. That's a good one. And you see the way his team. You see the way his team reacts to him too. You see the way like, the stadium reacts to him. Everything. It's just you know. But he's, in, he's, he's a he's a figure. I hope I hope he doesn't get ruined in Cincinnati. A lot of things go to Cincinnati and die. Yep. So that's 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 my only hope. I would say he's he's my athlete of the year. We did athlete like of a decade since 2010. Trying to think. You probably got to go with LeBron. You got to go with LeBron, I think. But I'm trying to go away from that. I mean, he really is. That one's like the that one's easy. Titles, you know, 2011. Speaking, speaking of LeBron, though, real quick, while you think about that, did you see the promo for the new Michael Jordan? Yeah, amazing. Looks unreal. Amazing. There's a lot of buzz already, and it's still like six months out. I will say though, you know, it's another one you'd have to. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say athlete of decade, but I think like you have to also talk, talk a little bit about Steph Curry too. Not athlete of a decade, but he changed the way basketball is played now. That whole Golden State Warriors, yeah, you know, with the three point. You know, I mean, basketball it's, it's turned center anymore. It's less of a perimeter. It's less of a in the paint game. It's more perimeter. I mean. He changed the way he changed. I mean, there's so much shit that happened after the 2010s. It was the 2010s, not to knock, but it was, it was also the first, uh, the first decade the Yankees did not win a title. That's just how dominant they were all these years, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, were, they were in the playoffs. They were there. They just didn't win one the first time ever. Um, I think the Yankees. I think when I think the Yankees are a twenties to two thousands team. It might be the same way in the two thousand twenties to three thousands. Could be. It might be a 
you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s team. Main, main, mainly 20s and 90s as your two bookend uh, decades. I, I wouldn't hate it. I think, you know, so that means you got your bookend decade coming up, bud. I, with all due respect, I don't think you're going to make it to the second bookend. No? The 2090s? That's oh, tough. 20, 2090s. It'd be, uh, it'd be close to 100. Yeah, I don't think I'm making it. Yeah. I'll let you know how it is. My lungs will give out. <laughs> Long before that. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think that I think you're right. Um, that is that's a big storyline of the decade. Yanks not winning a World Series. Um, anybody else that I'm thinking of, like in any other sport? Um, it was a huge decade for UCF. I mean, I mean, those are, they're they're on the map decade for sports. Twenty for sure. All winning there for sure. Um, they won. Uh, what they went two and three New Year's Six bowls? Two and three at like. Uh, Six ten win seasons or five ten win seasons or more. It's nice, you know. At least you know they had one bad year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that continues. We have something to look forward to. I hope so too. Any other, any other, like any other obscure athlete? Um, Alex Ovechkin could be um, another athlete of the year. Yeah, decade. decade. Um, Yeah. I hate to give it to a Russian, but he yeah. in hockey. You know, just talking about other sports. What about person of the decade? Person of the decade. Um, that's so hard. You know, I'm going to do. I know, but it doesn't make sense, though. Like, because if you're going to give it to him, though, honestly, if you're going to give it to him, the, the proper answer would probably be Obama if you were going to give it to him. Say, uh, yeah. You know, but, yeah, no, I think presidents always are, are influential. Um, anybody else that just, like, really stands out in my mind? Um um, any billionaires? No, I Jeff don't know, Bezos. man. Who? Jeff Bezos. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, tech in general. Tech. The last, the last tech, the, the last, last decade no, in tech. I'll give you someone, Elon Musk. <sighs> he before twenty ten. Do you know who Elon Musk was before twenty ten? No, I didn't, and I um. And I do now, and I love SpaceX. Yeah, love SpaceX. Elon Musk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's. Say, we need people like Elon Musk. Entrepreneur of the decade. Yeah. We really do. All right. Well, that sounds good to me. Um, if I think of someone else before the next decade, I'll let you know. Let me know. I was gonna say you're you're my you're in the running for uh, the Roaring Twenty. So, what do you mean? On it. Oh, from from me being a person of the decade. Get on it. All right. It's time. I'm ready. I'm ready.
it's time. Yeah. With that being with that being said, everyone, um, You're my- decade. I pre- hey, listen, we've known each other now for a decade. A decade. So that is that is a seminal uh, that is a seminal moment of of this decade. That we wouldn't be here without that. Exactly. Um, and on that note, I love you. You know. Right back. Um, I love everybody for tuning in to the Schmear campaign. I want to just say truly, um, it's been we've been here for about six months now, I guess, uh, five months, six months, um, and uh, and I'm looking forward to what the future holds, and uh, and we'll Next. see you. We'll see you in uh, in 2020 in 2020. I was about to say 2021. Let's not. Yeah, I was wondering, did we miss a whole fuck of my men? No, um, no. We'll see you in 2020. Have a happy New Year. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. That's your PSA yep. um, of the of the show. Do not drink and drive tomorrow night. Please be safe. Um, or tonight when you're listening to this. Do not drink and drive. What you do is get one of those uh, where you call AAA and have them tow your car up to 100 miles. Is it? Yeah. I'm in. I'd like to. I'd like to see you document that. I would like to see me document that too. Let me look more into it. Look into it. Let us know. Happy New Year, everyone. Be safe. Love you. See you. You're not going to sign off. I just did that. I know, but they can't see a salute. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Goodbye.